So shall we podcast? All right. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today, we are taking an Arak-tastic voyage with crossing the Rubicon. <laughs> so, uh, so shall we explain what exactly crossing the Rubicon refers to? Yes, and it is not crossing the Rubicron, as many people uh, on the internet refer to it. Uh, I, I think Rubicron is uh, Unicron's third cousin. <laughs> Particularly double cousin. Yes. yes. All right, so, so in ancient Rome, uh, gener- the, uh, you know, Rome had a mighty army, but its generals could not enter Rome itself with their armies for fear that they would overthrow the government, which was then run by the Senate. And uh, the border of, uh, of Rome was marked by the, uh, the river Rubicon. And so uh, when Julius Caesar took his army to, uh, to Rome to seize it, he, uh, he crossed the Rubicon and in doing so said, the die is cast. Oh, that's where that came from, too. And thus, uh, crossing the Rubicon is uh, now uh, now means you know, crossing the line that cannot be uncrossed. And so producing ZMAC toys in memoriam of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and a Jeep. It's also the name of a Jeep. Oh, it is. A Jeep that they made into Alternator Swindle. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, yeah, it's a Jeep Rubicon. Yes. Presumably because, you know, a Jeep is a thing you would want to cross a river in. Yes. <laughs> and also it sounds cool. Yes. Open in a cave where there is some flashing light, but despite our classical title, it is not Plato within that cave, but Black Arachnia, who has made what looks like the basic version of the deluxe playset Megatron made back in Feral Scream. I, I nope. would like to note as we get started here, another thing that we see at the very beginning of this episode. This episode is written by DC Fontana. That's right. Yes. And... That is obviously uh, Larry Dottilio pulling in some uh, <laughs> pulling in some favors here. Uh, she was a writer and a story editor on Star Trek: The Original Series. Uh, she has written a great deal of television uh, at the time. Presumably, I would guess where Larry Dottilio really uh, met up with her was that she worked on Babylon Five, which he also worked on. Uh-huh. Uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, she also did two episodes of Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, Ooh. which was a surprisingly good show. It was a really good show for what it was. Monkeys it was a really good space. show for a show called Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Uh, so, so yes, I feel that's worth pointing out that this was written by someone who is actually a pretty significant, especially uh, science fiction TV writer. Yeah. She was inducted this, into the American Screenwriters Association Hall of Fame twice, according to Wikipedia. Twice? Dang. Yeah. I don't know how you do that, but there you either. go. Ah, I, I would assume once under her own name and once under a screen name. Possibly. Or as a co-writer. I do too. think she had, like, a another alias. And, I mean, she used the alias DC Fontana because, you know, there's a stigma against women in TV writing at the time. Yes, as someone who publishes articles even here in 2016 as J.J., uh, I absolutely understand. But yes, she's Dorothy Catherine Fontana. 
And I will also note that she wrote, this is her second uh, writing uh, script for Mainframe, and she also wrote the reboot episode that was just a big Star Trek pastiche. I also want to note that the introduction to this episode is exactly the introduction you'd expect to a Tarantulas episode. Yes. Yeah. You even hear uh, the Tarantulas uh, music playing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get a, you, uh, they, they come into some spider's lair where the spider is doing mad science, except this and time she, it's Black Rachnia. And she's even got one of those energy webs that, uh, Tarantulas frequently uses. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. All the time. Albeit she's not catching anything she plans to eat in that. Yeah, everyone, say, say what else you will about season three, but Everyone this season has really, really good mad scientist machine games going. Oh, yes. oh yeah. I mean, they've, she's got, this thing's got these spider legs and it's, it's great. It's a really, she, she's definitely up there in the, uh, mad science design competitions yeah, for prehistoric it's, earth. It's built from parts of the mad science lab Megatron used to make Transmetal Dinobot 2. But, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's like the toy version where you like, you only get half of the actual thing. It just looks close enough, and it's a toy. It's like you just got the pod and, and the legs. You know, it's a budget. Yeah, this one maybe doesn't and have the electronics. You yeah. only get one tub of the play-doh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Rainy is doing something to herself here, and she's got the uh, the transmetal driver, which we still don't know exactly where it came from. It's just nope. there and alien. Or what it does, or why it exists. Well, we know what it can do. How it functions. We just don't well, know. We know what exists, and that is to sell toys. Yeah. yeah. It's still not a driver. A driver is a piece of software. <laughs> it's <a main> definition. <laughs> All right, so unfortunately, before Black Rackney can run this experiment to its completion, uh, Silverbolt detects a, uh, a strange energy signature and yanks it right out of this machine. Got to come in and white knight it. He's just <laughs> and he totally screws everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's because yeah, she starts so having well. seizures because it didn't get to finish. Yeah. No. It, when she started the machine, she started with quoting a song. Hit me with your best shot. She <laughs> likes a little Pat Benatar. Yeah. Yeah. I I will I will accept that as canon. I mean, yeah. if 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 nothing, her uh, you know her story arc has proved that love is a battlefield. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they take her back to the base, and uh, Rhinox does some science stuff and determines that her Predacon shell program, installed in her all the way back in Double Jeopardy, is breaking down, presumably due to her own experimentation. And if they don't fix it, she will die, go insane, or go insane and then die. Now, she she mentions that, you know, she thought it would be okay because Megatron used it himself, but he used it on a blank protoform. Yes. So that's kind of not the same. <laughs> also, I, can, I feel like I can summarize her participation in this scene with one of her own lines verbatim. I guess that wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> no. No. Well, well, she wants power. It did work on yeah, Cheetor, but blame her. it did work on Cheetor, but that was like an entirely an accident. Yeah, and also he had to spend uh, a, a couple episodes running around as a puberty metaphor werewolf. Yeah. yeah, the worst kind of werewolf. And nobody wants that. Yeah. No. And then immediately uh, following this, we get kind of a mini rehash of 
the last Black Rachnia centric episode where they debate the whole what does removing the Predacon shell program mean for her identity thing before Silverbolt's just like, well, shut up, her life's in danger. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it has it changed is, the dynamic. Now, to be fair, she she does agree to this. Yeah. At this point, she is willing to say, I would rather give this a try. I would rather live as that than live as a gibbering, drooling mess. Yeah, and also... Yeah. A bit of an animation flub here. She's after the explosion. She's all messed up. Back at the maximal base, she fit. She's fixed. Then she goes outside with Silverbolt, and she's messed up again. Yeah, it's a yeah. little scenery ordering stuff. It's gonna be, weird. but but her choices are yeah, go mad or get maximal lobotomized. Yes, yeah. or well, not lobotomized, but kind of. I mean, we don't really get a sense of what. I mean, we're never entirely sure what a. Predacon shell program does. Well, we see yeah, this... it in this episode. It, it, it seems different from what we I would have thought it would be. I will say there's one thing that, that DC Fontana was definitely the perfect one to be doing in this episode, which is that this is a very techno-babble-laden episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's also, we get a, a also, just credit to DC Fontana, she wrote a perfect Dinobot angst scene just for Black Arachnia. Yes. Jeez. I mean, it's it's a very good Black Arachnia episode, so yeah. good job there. Yes, and yeah, so she she starts short circuiting again, and so they decide that she's you know she decides that she's going to have to go through with it. She starts short she starts short circuiting again just before Silverbolt was about to kiss her. Yeah, we, we cannot see that kiss. We they no. we don't know how to show it. It's going to look weird. We we did yeah, actually cause... see it once from uh, I think it was a middle distance shot. It looked uncomfortable. Yeah. And also, the guys, yeah. so we can see what that dog mouth is doing. They, yeah. they don't want to. They don't want to have to work that out. It's it's weird. It's yeah, kind of. I mean, I guess you can go to any mushroom. nowadays with the internet. You can go to any number of furry websites and see how that should work. <laughs> Back then, they preferred not to do that, and I can't blame them. Yeah. But but also, yeah, this. But- you know, we've we've been going. We've been discussing this. This has not been answered since the first season as to what makes a Maximal or a Predacon. Yeah, it, it seems to have changed from the beginning of the show to what it is now. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Also, we have Ryan S. going first season George Clooney in ER and saying, this kind of procedure has never been done before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, what <laughs> That's I mean. the only problem with it. It's just, uh, it's, it's such a medical drama episode. Yeah, I was thinking, like, uh, All My Circuit on Futurama. It's a real calculon <laughs> line. Yes. So, yeah. uh, so, luckily, Black Ragni is thinking ahead, and she transfers the uh, ARC access codes to Optimus Primal. Under Datatrack's Widow's Edge. Yes, which is definitely the name of her GeoCity site. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, Where I, she posts I've... pictures of her with lots of eyeliner. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's... That's basically normal up to now. Yeah. Also, I love her comment to Silverbolt, just, damn it, if I thought anybody was going to survive the Beast Wars, it would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is a survivor. Yes. And uh, I also like her line just before she uh, goes under. Uh, See you soon, boys, if you're lucky. Nice uh, <laughs> yeah. good delivery. Yeah. It's time for She's going to be keeping up a strong face during this. Yes. And yes, it's time for science, and it turns out inside of Black Ragnar, it looks like Tron. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, uh, I noted that I really dig what they did when they designed the surgery table thing, but I really dig what they did for the internal visualization thing. Oh, it I, looks great. Yeah. I really miss the 90s and the <laughs> interpretation of programs as physical things. Oh, yeah, this is super 90s. Yeah, it's super, yeah. It's super reboot. I, yeah. I think I had this picture on the front of a Trapper Keeper. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because it's, it's very neon colors and... Some some vector and also uh, is this how uh, is this how Chrome Dome does his uh, Memno surgery? Uh, oh, with, with yeah. like a little Fantastic Voyage ship. <laughs> well, that like destroys memories with lasers. Oh, that would be yeah, great. Probably. That's not how it's been shown previously, but I I like that. I like that. And I do remember playing a video game like this in the nineties, where I was going. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh no. What did I do? <laughs> did you pull up your old GeoCities page? <laughs> Mine was on AOL, thank you. I, I was just I was thinking mostly space. making a joke, so let's oh. move on. Anyway, so the her shell program is represented as kind of like a sphere that is supported by a bunch of sort of branching branches. Yeah, Yeah, and so, Rhinox has this adorable little... It kind of looks like the ship from Futurama, actually. Yeah. And it has to fire a laser and very carefully destroy these branches. And there's a really subtle bit of animation here where the the weight of this uh, sphere shell program is kind of supported by these branches. So every time he destroys yeah. one, it kind of shifts a little. And it's really neat. Yeah. It's super cool. That's but um, fortunately, in doing this, this alerts Tarantulas. Well, it kind of alerts. Tarantulas is asleep on the job, and an alert wakes him up. Yes. And because he, uh, he I guess he has a little uh, alarm that goes off whenever somebody tampers with his stuff, and it's pretty telling that Tarantula still considers Black Arachnid to be his stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor Black Arachnia, man. Yeah, and listen, if you do not like people being weird to Black Arachnia, maybe skip the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's dealt with worse with Tarantulas, but yeah. Yeah. And so Tarantulas has set a bunch of little booby traps in here where occasionally a little energy pulse will go from this uh, shell program up the branches, and Ronix has to destroy that with a laser. Otherwise, it will, I guess, kill her. Yeah, it, the mini game gets more complex. The um, Yes. Oh, aren't there a lot like um, surgery games on like iPads and things now? Yes, it's it's black arachnia brain surgery. You have to pull yeah. all sorts of things out of her brain. <laughs> and Tarantulas basically tells Megatron, no, I assume she's going to die because of all the booby traps I put into that thing. And Megatron's just like, well, that's fine, but let's make sure by attacking the maximal base. Yes. yes. They have evil yeah. plans. And, and transmetal rubber ducky. Yes. Oh, yes. He squeezes ducky so hard. He is the transmetal one. Yeah, it's weird because it just has lines on it. And when did the ducky become transmetal? Maybe he had two, and one was in, in like a box, and one was around during the quantum surge. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, or he te- that's what he tested the transmetal t- driver on. Uh, yeah, uh, that makes sense. That's so great. So he was doing that thing, like you know, with the from the Tempest Fury, a spark ignites. Except it was with his rubber ducky first. <laughs> Oh, Megatron. 
And also, Megatron determines that uh, Black Ranking probably gave those art codes to Primal, which plays into his plans for next episode. Bum, bum, bum. But anyway, just in case, uh, you know, just in case Tarantulas' booby traps don't work, Megatron decides to go and wreck their stuff anyway. Yes. And I also like that Rhinox is immediately able to determine that this is, that the booby traps are Tarantulas' work. Well, I mean, who else's are they gonna be? Yeah, I mean, and he's, you know, he spent a couple of seasons fighting tarantulas, and they're both the respective science guys. So he probably has a pretty good e- idea of what tarantulas technology looks like. Yeah. Yes. Literally looks like, because all the programs are represented as physical objects. That's right. With tarantulas' <laughs> color scheme. Mm-hmm. Yes. So anyway, we get, uh, so the Predacons attack, the base is kind of shaken, yeah, and despite the Maximals' attempt to draw them out... They they disrupt the surgery. Rhinox misses that last uh, energy pulse, and Black Arachnia dies. Yeah, that was a short episode. <laughs> yes. Well, what is Let's neat? Go home. Throughout the whole thing, you can hear her spark pulsing, and then when it ends, she flatlines. It is very medical drama. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Tarantulas well, who fires the last shot before the power of the maximum base goes off. Yes. And he, it's got a big maximal symbol with a with a cross with an X through it. <laughs> oh, animators! Yes. And so now, you know, and Rhinox is, you know, he is, he he handles this fairly well. You know, he's yeah. apologetic and he goes off to tell Primal, but what? Unfortunately, he left Silverbolt alone. And after a tender moment with her still under glass corpse, Silverbolt goes full on kill crazy. Yeah, he, he goes from he, he goes from sad puppy to cursing tarantulas, and his eyes turn red. Oh, yes. I love Silver Bowl. Yeah, it's so great. I can't blame Silver Bowls at all here. Nope. No, you really can't. Oh no, this he, is... he does exactly what you would expect Silver Bolt to do. He's he's got to go avenge his love. He's a yes. paladin. He has to do it. Yeah, that's what he yeah, does. We've, we've never really seen him do this before. Well, he's never had this kind of reason to. No. So it's, He's never been in seek of revengeance before. No. <laughs> Man, I love going in seek of revengeance. <laughs> so, yeah, Tarantula, so yeah, the Predacons leave because they detect that Black Rackney is dead. Yeah, wait, uh, did Quick Strike Did Quick Strike and Inferno actually have lines? Yes, they did. They had like one line apiece. Oh, okay, I just remember yeah. them cackling and then. I know, um. Protoform X Rampage had at least a couple lines when he was talking Rat Trap and even bigger. Well, then we're going to see uh, we're going to see Rampage later in the episode too. Yeah. Yes, he has one. Rampage has one line that I I definitely appreciate as uh, Silverbolt is dealing with Tarantulas. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, he's he's thrashing Tarantulas and he's standing and. Agonized triumph and, and rampage is like such pain. I must deepen it. <laughs> it's been a while <sighs> since we've seen rampage go full lector, and it's yeah, nice. yeah, it's he pretty great. Dude for a while. He's so good. I and I, you, can, you can just assume in all of the the episodes where he's sort of backgrounded, he's still doing that sort of thing. It's just you're not hearing it on screen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You know, he's, you know, he's just hanging around in the back telling Quickstrike about eating people. <laughs> Quickstrike is kind of pretending to listen. Yeah, but before uh-huh. we get to that, 
Rhinox tells everybody else that, oh, she's dead. And is Rat Trap only ever sad when Predacons die? Uh... Isn't that the only time he's willing to express that sentiment? Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, they, they all agree that, you know, maybe they should have trusted her more because, you know, even if she wasn't Predacon, Silverbolt loved her and Silverbolt's a solid dude. Oh yeah, Primal yeah, actually, Primal actually says love. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Which, I, Silverbolt and Black Arachne have both said that to each other, or at least Black Arachne has said it mockingly back, but is this the first time the rest of them acknowledged its love? I think so. Oh. Yeah. I, in, in so many words at least. Yeah. I mean, it's really sort of, it it's felt the first time like it's been they, that explicit. yeah, I mean, it's definitely felt like they've acknowledged them as a couple for a while, even if occasionally it was in the uh, context of maybe we shouldn't have made him her commanding officer. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Yes. But, but yeah, they, they, they have acknowledged it, but never quite in in so many words. Yes. But yeah, so, he's, and, he's a and good then, character. Yeah, and then they realize that Silverbolt's not there, and he's probably out killing somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's either killing somebody or being, like, absolutely inconsolable, and either way they should probably go, you know, be good friends and take care of him. Yes, and I mean, yeah. Silverbolt's not really one for introspection. He's a man of action. I suppose that's a good point. He's not bright enough for introspection that much. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he's yeah. not a Dinobot. No. Yeah, so before, uh, and I guess Silverbolt's about to impale Tarantulas on uh, one of his missiles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Man. And wait, he's already he, taken him out with two of them. Yeah, there, there's a music cue when he's diving down towards Tarantulas that does it start out as his heroic music? I know it ends up being, like, horrific music. Yes. That was pretty good. Oh, wait. Tarantulas has shoulder guns? Is that new? Yeah, yeah, we've seen those a couple of times. We have? I think we saw them coming of the Fusors. Okay, I don't know. I had it noted as Tarantulas cribbing from B.A.'s shtick. I think sometimes they're missiles and sometimes <laughs> they're machine guns. Oh, maybe there were missiles before. That's what confused me. I just remembered the, the lights on his shoulders now were guns this time. It's like, I don't remember yes. And uh, meanwhile, the Maximals have left Black Magnia's corpse alone in a room with the Transmail driver. It starts making noises and hovering, and it straight up brings her back to life. MacGuffin's yeah. gonna MacGuffin. <laughs> Yay! What, what can't this thing do? It does. I mean, she she was dead. It wasn't just some sort of is she or isn't she. No, like she's, thing is, she was dead. She is clinically deceased. Whoa. And it's shown reigniting her spark. It yeah. did reignite yeah. spark? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure about that. Later in the episode, she describes having a near-death experience in remarkably human terms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it makes dudes into transmetals, brings people back from the dead, it's a floor wax, it's dessert topping. It hovers, it is it all things, all people. It's a disco It slices, ball. it dices. <laughs> Julianne's in front. Straight through this tin can. <laughs> Sadly, Billy Mays never lived to uh, shill the transmetal driver on television. Alas. So anyway, Silverbolt is about to murder Tarantulas, but uh, unfortunately Rampage is there, and very quickly takes him out, much to Rampage's disappointment. Yeah, there's no no moment of like, oh, well, but I'm a hero and heroes shouldn't kill. It's just that he gets interrupted. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I don't believe, I don't recall any 
part after this where anyone questions his moral decisions whether to kill him or not. No. Because at this point, everyone agrees he's got it coming. Yeah, it's I wouldn't really disagree with him either, and also, like, instead of impaling him, he just uses him as a Cybertronian shield. Oh yeah, cause, cause he sticks one of his wing blades in the ground, and he's going to smash Tarantulas down on it, in some, presumably some Yeah, he's about to impale Tarantulas on that. Wrestling yeah. move, and then Rampage shows up and he uses Tarantulas as a human shield. Which doesn't I mean, I work think that way. Nobody says anything about it because the go-to move with this is already, is always, you know, well what would Black Arachne think about you killing somebody? And she would be totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. Tarantulas. You, can't, you gotta leave that one in the deck. Yeah, especially yeah, Tarantulas. <laughs> yeah. She would consider that a very nice birthday present. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, surprise, she's still alive, and she is a brand new toy. And now she's got a creepy spider mouth talky mandible thing. Oh, she, yeah. she has entirely too much mouth. I don't know. It's it's not like uh, Tarantulas' necroti robot mouth. It, it's... It's more like, well, it's a slightly better version of Rampage's mouth. It's not as too many mouth parts. Yeah. Too many mouth parts. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's not that creepy. I'm more freaked out by the fact that she traded her hands for, like, two claws and two even bigger claws. (laughs) She has more fingers now. Before, she only had two. Yeah, she has more digits now. Yeah, that's an upgrade. I'm... I'm freaked out by how much her backpack shrinks, and also now she has elf ears. Oh, yes, it's, uh, it's not let just let elf me think ears. Think of this uh, this model. It's I I like it, but it's definitely I mean the toy. Let's be honest, the toy has like probably worse than depth charge level backpack. <laughs> if they were to actually animate it like that, she would not be able to go through doors. <laughs> yeah. She just so I think I, I can't really fault them so much because the toy design I love that toy. I mean, it's, it's a really good toy. I like that toy a lot, but she's got a massive backpack that's basically the chunk that all her legs are attached to that just hang off her back. Yeah, and they shrink it significantly. Oh, she. So why did they go with that new color scheme? Like she was always black and gold before. Now she's like. Magenta and purple with gold as an accent color. Well, no, she... well nobody can have their color scheme when they become transmetal yeah. for the most part. She keeps it more than anybody else because her base color is black, like like she's a drow elf wearing some armor, and she has asymmetrical oh. hair. <laughs> she does have a weirdly asymmetrical helmet. Yeah, but where did all the magenta come from? Well, they don't actually acknowledge it, but she is a transmetal too, and those yeah. do yes. tend to be asymmetrical. Yeah, that's that's where that comes from. Yeah, but it's it just doesn't seem as noticeable on her, except for her helmet. Mm-hmm. No, I mean they really toned it down. Also, her, her she's got some new face, and it's kind of weird. It's similar, well, but yeah, it's got like the the outline around her mouth, like she used to have, but now she has a nose, which throws the whole thing off. Yeah. Because it's like a human nose welded into her armor mask thing. I, yeah, I it does know. look a bit like a, a nose with a like armor nose guard over yeah. it. Yeah. Like, Have you got like, like pointy teeth now? Yes. <laughs> That's weird. 
weird. Well, she's a spider. <laughs> also, the toy of her has a spark that you can switch. Uh, she has a little bit that you can turn around and have it either be Maximal or Predacon. Oh, oh I love that. It's so good. It's pretty good. I do not have Transmetal 2 Black Rachnia, and judging by these eBay listings, it may be a while. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? That's a little yeah. deer. Never made it to Canada. Oh. I lived in the middle of nowhere, so they got a shipment, and where everywhere else they just disappeared, I was actually picking them up for people in other parts of the country. <laughs> and actually, we, I, I had friends who would come to visit and just go home with them, buy them while they were visiting, because I was up in the middle of absolutely nowhere in Michigan and Shopco, this <laughs> tiny wannabe Target discount store chain, got in a case of them. There's like six of them. And and I bought one, so my friends bought them. Other people from out of town. I don't know if anyone actually in that town ever bought one, but it wasn't it wasn't because they weren't left on the shelf. It was a leading import. Yes. It it was our our leading export from tiny Houghton, Michigan was T M two black rachnias. Which was I when I say the middle of nowhere in Michigan, think of the middle of nowhere in Michigan and then go like another couple hundred miles north. Is that a Wolverine or Spartan territory? Uh, it was actually more Packers territory. Oh, okay. Packers, woo, Packers. By which I mean, (laughs) the grocery store literally had like cheese hats during football season. I I laugh, but I am myself a Packers fan. (laughs) Doesn't Packers territory extend down about as far south as like Indianapolis? That's possible. I don't know, I like and well into Canada. The important part, though, is that it was not like Lions territory. It was not part of Detroit, part of Michigan. It was part of Wisconsin. Okay. It was it was Michigan in name only. <laughs> See, yeah, but Black Rackney shows up. She she pulls off the hammer throw on Rampage, uh, who leaves a cartoonish Rampage shaped hole in a cliff. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, yes, suddenly the dialogue in this episode kind of becomes not great. Yeah. I guess, well, it goes a little cheesy and obvious. It's a, it's a little too cheesy. Yeah. hmm It's really hokey from here on out. And she says, even if I'm good, I'm still bad. Yeah. Well, it was kind of hokey as early as, I love the new look, goodbye. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 like missed, a, and that's like ugly. a quick strike line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, Although I do appreciate the relish uh, Campbell Lane puts on it. <laughs> yes. That's it. She, uh, they go back to the base. She describes her near-death experience and uh, then kisses Silverbolt and he's like, electrifies his face. Yeah, yeah it's an electric she, well, Obviously, she's been walking around on the carpet in her socks <laughs> and then she kissed him and, and there was static. Also, again, it cuts away from their actual kiss. It, yeah, yes. it, it cuts away to everyone's reaction and seeing the light show. And, and then it and, cuts back uh, and Silverbolt's face, bits of it are just glowing. Are they recoiling because of the electric stuff, or do they just not want to see them kiss? <laughs> a little both, both, maybe? Well, also, one day they don't want to see Black Rachnia and Silverbolt's face clip through each other because the CG wasn't good enough to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I will give one other note about the Transmetal 2 Black Arachnia toy, um, which was if if you look at her, she's got this, like, purple chest plate. 
And if you, if you sort of open up her torso a bit, the pegs that hold that on are just sort of melted in the back. So you can take a lever and just sort of chip off the, the melted bits and just pull that out. And then she's just got pink metal boobs. And yeah, I, I totally, totally was convinced I was straight, but I was so not straight. But also the, with, you have to take, you take the plate off. I think the I'm the only to person it... I know who did that. Really? No, you take the plate off to make it more show accurate. She doesn't have the plate in the show. I want, I want to see movies. I think wasn't there some sort of rumor about it being put on because they, it was a little too suggestive? Probably. And I, yeah, I mean, there's sort of like some, some circles, not like nipple circles, but it does have some sort of circular. No, it's like a tailing. A cartoonish Viking Valkyrie bra. Could, yeah. yeah, I could see that. So yeah, they put that purple part on. Yes. But you can you, you can take it off. Pop it off. You can pop it off relatively easily. Pop it off. In the stasis pod after dark. In the stasis pod, Jen is a perv podcast. No, it's like, like popping it off actually. Read the makes... Max Mailbag, and I'll read them by the lake with my dog, like on Red Shoe Diaries. Well, I was going to say that it's probably easier to do that than it is to actually remove a real life bra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. No comment. Okay. <laughs> Depends upon the type of bra. All so, right, yeah. so, and, yeah, dude, transmetal power, better get used to it. Everybody laughs like it's an episode of Super Friends. <laughs> like, is that going to happen every time? Because that is going to put a crimp in your relationship. Yeah, yeah. it's going to make things awkward. Also, does that happen every time a transmetal kisses somebody? Because uh, Rat Trap totally kisses Rhinox in the third part of the agenda, and that doesn't happen. So he's not transmetal, too. That's true. Or he didn't use Tom. <laughs> I, I will. I, I choose to believe that it has to do with use of tongue. Oh, no. I, I don't want to know if it's dog tongue or spider tongue. <laughs> oh. What does spider tongue even look like? I assume well, it's I mean, spider the... mandibles and dog tongue. Uh, Think predator. <laughs> I don't remember predators she having a tongue. sharp teeth now. <laughs> uh, all right, and that is uh, yeah, that is crossing the Rubicon. You know, it's a it's it's a fine episode. Sells that new toy pretty well. Yeah, uh, it gets a little hokey at the end, but there's some really nice visuals and uh, some good character moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the character moments earn the hokiness. Yes. Although that transmetal driver is getting on my last nerve. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. I've stopped referring to it as transmetal driver in my notes, and just started referring to it as the MacGuffin. Yes. Oh, yes. The, the plot coupon. The plot coupon. <laughs> the plot driver. <laughs> well, it does drive the plot. Maybe that's why yeah. they call it the driver. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's how self-aware Megatron is. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm so I think this is the last time we see the transmetal driver. Probably. Hmm. So I guess no, the question is, what happened to it? Well, did they take it back to Cybertron? No, either it's it flies colors. away on its own because its mission is done and its people need him, <laughs> or maybe it becomes part of Black Arachnia because it was sort of busted and broken when she used it at the beginning of the episode. It might have used up its energy saving her. Who knows? We don't see it again. See it doesn't it afterwards. I thought we see it. I thought we saw it afterwards. I don't think so. Well, maybe it 
maybe it's used in summoning spoiler spoiler? Oh, yeah, that's possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Stasis Pod fans. Oh, boy. Do we All have right. another episode? Why, we just might. Stay tuned <laughs> next time. But before then, we will return next week. But uh, if you want to catch up with us all over the internet, we are on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. And we are on Twitter at at stasispod. And our RSS feed is hosted by iaconunderground.net, where you can also find the newscast that Alex and David and I do called Iacon Underground Radio. We get to talk about BotCon next time. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it already. <laughs> Theoretically, so, you'll have heard that podcast by now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Recording schedules. Yeah. So go back and listen to it. I'm sure it is as I'm sure Black Arachne cannot compare to the amount of cyber venom being thrown at it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Sorry. It's gonna be a saucy one, probably. David's gonna have to be hitting the the bleep button on me. Um, yeah, it's a real shame we didn't last another season, or else we could be making Brian Savage Noble jokes. I. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. Uh, Test is a rated R. Well, concern, I almost never edit our curses. Yeah, anyway, you can also find us on iTunes, uh, where if uh, if you do, we'd uh, like it if you rated and reviewed us. And oh, uh, if you'd like to uh, write into us, and we will read your uh, read your letters, uh, you know, from Lake with. Uh, with our dog, like uh, like David Duchovny on Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> he read him when he was with his dog by the lake? What? Like I, In various situations, I wasn't really paying a ton of attention to the David Duchovny parts. I never actually <laughs> saw the show. I remember commercials for it. But no, we don't have any email. Oh, well, not really. So, uh, All of our emails have been resolved based on RSS feed issues. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Yes. You're not sorry. I'm sorry because I'm the one who screwed it up. So well, I was trying to give you an time, so, so until next time, when we find out who runs Barter Town, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. Okay. All right. Well, that uh, good episode. I think we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Cybert and Ron. <laughs> the saddest, the saddest BotCon-related video post. Don Ferguson asks his last BotCon question ever. <laughs> and, you know, I think when he did mention a Headmaster RC, somebody did say, wait and see. <laughs> yeah, he asked if, there, if Titan Masters meant that there was finally going to be Headmasters RC, and they were like, well, we are... 
looking at, at new ways to, to at more ways to bring some of those characters into the line. I if hey. I recall correctly, it wasn't just wait and see, it's wait and see, you'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> it it was one of those yeses that it was one of those we cannot confirm this that means yes. Yeah, probably. We can't tell you yes right now yet. <laughs> yeah. 